Hello, Jay here. If I could ask, could you give us a little five-star rate in Apple Podcasts? Go on, please. It won't take long. You can just do it now. That'd be lovely. And share the podcast. Tell your friends. Appreciate it. And on today's show, we're talking to the legend that is Tim Sargent. Kiwi Tim, with a little bit of Malaysian, arrived in Phuket eight years ago after a wedding in Bangkok. Not his. Tim is super cool, smart, professional, and has a fondness for duct tape. And you'll find him looking dapper at every networking event in Phuket. We like Tim. He's cool. Enjoy the show. Really? You're not here to tuck spiders in. You're not here to tuck spiders in. Have you tried tucking a spider into bed? All those legs? Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you should say, you could say something else. You're tuck, you could say something else. But <laughs> what are you on about spiders? What? Well, but, what no, I understand the What's in your coffee? That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I do understand that it's difficult to tuck a spider in yeah. to bed. Yeah. But what? What's well, that got to do with anything? Well, you just said, well, let's get on with it. And I said, yeah, we're not here to tuck spiders in. We're here oh, for a long oh, time. Oh, oh right. Okay, good. Well, okay. Welcome to the podcast again. Yes. Tucking spiders in, whatever that randomness is. Uh, Tim. Tim Sargent. Yes. How long have you been in Phuket for? Uh, it'll be up to eight years now. Eight years in July. Is it really that long? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, right? Holy moly. Yeah. And why? Why did you come in? bit of an interesting story actually good yeah. go that's what we're here for i'm back <clears throat> so going back eight years uh from new zealand uh originally born in dunedin then moved to queenstown and sorry originally born in dunedin in south island new zealand okay i'm looking at russell you've ever been to new zealand russell i have but have i was you? about yay big when we went so i don't remember very have much have you been yet. to dunedin i remember getting electrocuted on a oh. on a fence yeah you gotta stay away from those yeah did you wee on it no oh. i was i was I was standing on the gate and the, the gate swung open and went all the way back around and I landed on the fence and got buzzed. Well, you learn once, don't you? <laughs> well, there you go. So that's my little okay. New Zealand story. It definitely keeps the kettle in, in check. It certainly <laughs> did that, yeah. I've never been to New Zealand. And so what's it like growing up in it's New Zealand? It's better than Australia, but to be fair, that's a low bar. Oh, I think, oh, I think Russ has just <laughs> nailed it. Um, <laughs> uh, look, I guess, you know, it's interesting when people ask me what's it like in New Zealand because... It's uh, when you're with your friends and family. Obviously, it's, it's, it's chilled. It's fun. Um, it's a lot of adventure. Uh, obviously, a lot of time at the pub, um, and it's, it's everything. Especially you know, as a kid, I don't really, I don't really get into much sports. I didn't really play much rugby. Everyone always asks me, "Did you play rugby or did you do that?" No, I wasn't really into that. I'm more of a motorsport guy, so I enjoyed uh, watching motorsport or participating in um, in motorsport during the weekends with with race cars and stuff. Just Is there a, a big motorsports? Because I've never heard of the New Zealand Grand Prix. Is there one? No. Oh, okay. No, no. But there's a lot of like track days that you can join as sort of amateur amateur drivers and, and racers. Um, and if you've got a car that's up to spec, you can go out. And there's a lot of tracks, obviously, throughout the country that you can go. And when I was living in Queenstown, um, there was one only you know 45 minutes away from where I was living, so it was easy enough to get there, and you can spend the day out on the track. And it's, it's, it was my release, you know. It was it was a good sort of weekend thing to do. Um, but I didn't really go out and play rugby or wake up early for any of that. Um, whilst I was living and working in New Zealand, I was actually in hospitality. I was doing food okay. and beverage uh, and DJing. So, so let's go. So, so, did you? What did you want to be when you was growing up? Apart from a, a, a DJ, race, no, a DJ. A DJ. Yeah, I, really? I had my heart set on it when I was you know, 14, 15, 16. Um, Why? I don't know. I just love tunes. Just, just loved it. Just loved it. I mean, music was in our household a lot. Um, my father was a drummer. Uh, my fa- my brothers now drummer and a bassist in a, in a band. Um, but at the same time, same time. That's no. pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's always been around the house, so it was kind of, it just came to me. Um, and I got into it at 15, 16, and I actually, uh, I left school at about 16 um, and decided I wanted to get into hospitality, food and beverage, um, cafes and, and things like that. So it was, was the, it, go on, Russ. Was that more from the point I've left school and I need a fucking job? Yeah, kind of, but no, I, I really want to work in, in I, I wanted to work in hospitality, um, but I also wanted to DJ as well. I knew the two sort of linked in a way. 
Um, and that actually how it all really all happened. Um, got out of school, did did a sort of polytechnic course, which is I don't know what, I don't know what educational you, sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, educational thing in, in, in cafe barista. So I'm a, technically I'm a trained barista. Uh, is my only qualification I have. <laughs> and here I am doing marketing in, in Thailand. Yeah. Um, it's a long story. We'll but get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, but that's essentially what happened. And I, I started in like a in a subway when I was out of school. And right next door, you to mean subway the shop, not you didn't start DJing in a no, subway. No, no, no. Subway making like sandwiches, yeah. making sandwiches. Okay. Um, Other sandwich shops are available, and, of course, and that sort of thing. And right beside that subway was a was a sort of cocktail bar, um, and it was called Copa. And it's almost similar to Mrs. B's, right? That sort of similar sort of feel. Very cool cocktails. Um, cool food and, and things like this, and they were looking for a DJ one night, and they just knocked. They just well, we were talking out back one night, and I said, "Oh, I'm I'm starting." And he said, "Okay, we'll chuck you on, won't pay you, but we'll see how you are." I'm like, yeah, "Let's go." Typical, yeah. And that's and that's pretty much where it started, and uh, it took me all over New Zealand. Um, I ended up in in Queenstown uh, full time in Queenstown, playing all the festivals, um, and then moving. I guess what ten years later. From doing all of that sort of jazz, restaurants, bars, and, and DJing, I came to a friend's wedding in Bangkok, and I'd never been to Thailand before. Um, I was about 26 or so. I'm like, okay, let's go check this out. And as soon as I got there, I was like, man, I really like it here. Um, what's what's the you know what's the chances of getting over here and doing some work? Uh, basically, came and you'd mind. not thought about that before. No, ever. had you travelled before? Yeah, yeah, travelled to Australia. That doesn't really count. Um, and I've done Malaysia a few times because obviously Malaysian blood from my father's side, uh, from my family. Well, obviously, yeah. yeah. There's obviously Malaysian blood. I, obviously, Russell. This, uh, this is not a tan, mate. This is. A... Yeah, I, I wouldn't have said that. I just thought you had a lovely tan. Is that, is that racist? Probably. Mm. Uh, Malaysian blood. Malaysian blood. So I'm about an eighth or so Malaysian blood from my father's yeah, that side. Measured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you measure out the fathers <laughs> and how it works out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sat down one day and had a pint over it, and yeah. we figured it out. <laughs> anyway, sat down at a wedding at the wedding night beside you might know Brett, Brett Wilson, I know Brett, yeah, and yeah. Michelle, and I hadn't met them before, right? And they were at the, the same wedding. Turns out they also lived in Queenstown many many moons ago, and we never crossed paths, but we had a lot of mutual friends. Hence why I was at there at a friend's wedding, that. right? And so I just reached out and said, "Hey, uh, what's, what's uh, what opportunities are there in Phuket?" I'm looking at food and beverage. And he goes, okay, I've got a guy, uh, Mike. <laughs> uh, he's up at the Novotel in Camilla. Um, why don't you come down and, and have a chat and see, what, see what's around? And I said, okay. So I changed all my flights. I mean, I was supposed to go to Koh Samui, um, straight up to Bangkok. And we decided to then move to Phuket, um, do a stint in Phuket, then Samui. And during that time, I met up with Mike. And I just got this three-piece suit made, tailored for me in Bangkok. <laughs> now I'm going to jump in here because you always do look good, apart from today. today oh, today I'm jeans and a, you're jeans and a polo. Yeah. Well, but, we're on the radio, but, not the TV. <laughs> <laughs> True, but generally you do you do like to look good. You are quite hipsteresque. Mm, I guess I enjoy the fashion. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I like it. I think you're a handsome man. So, I would. Novotel Camilla. Novotel Camilla. That's where you started. That's where I first started. That's where we met. Must have been, yes, in the lobby. I think I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was with SGS at the was time. Was it a date? Oh, or? that's right. Yeah, yeah I yeah, just yeah. started with Barry at SGS. And you met Tim? That's where oh, I was going. Hold on. So, how, how did you. I, I still want to know. You've come from DJing and being able to make coffee. You've jumped, you jumped in a little bit too early. I was going to get there. I, I did jump. I do that a lot. He does that a lot. Carry on. So, are you Malaysian? <laughs> just checking. He's just, just catching up, isn't he? Would you like a coffee? Uh, so anyway, long story short, ended up having this interview with Mike, um, and I went in saying, hey, I'd be pretty keen to do something F&B for you. I've got a lot of restaurant experience and bar experience and all this sort of thing. He goes, hmm, don't really need an F&B guy. I need a marketing guy. Can you do marketing? I said, sure. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? He goes, great. Why don't we catch up tonight and talk about how you would you know, market the hotel in a five-point five plan for pre-opening? I said, sweet ass, where do you want to meet? And we met up at uh, Pullman over a big bowl of gin, finished that, and by the end of it, we shook hands, and he said, right, when can you get here? A big bottle of gin does help in an interview, I feel. Wow, it's really helped this time, didn't it? And you've <laughs> never done marketing before? Look, as a DJ, you're marketing yourself, oh, Of course right? you are, yeah. Um, and also in restaurants and bars, you're kind of marketing the products you have, but not on a scale of a hotel. And, and you've not done like a functional bespoke. No, no, I mean, I hadn't, and I hadn't yeah. really had any 
uh, qualifications yeah. or anything like this. So there was a lot of Googling. There was a lot of uh, sort of going with the flow and just being a yes man and figuring it out along the way. Um, but yeah, I think it's that, quite interesting I, how it all worked out. A lot of people say, well, no, no qualifications and, and, and now I'm doing, doing it now. I'm a big believer, and I gather that Mike is as well. <coughs> you hire the attitude, you train the skill. Correct. 100%. Is it a New Zealand thing? Because it, it seems that there's a couple of other Kiwis on the island that I talk to that are very much... Yeah, Unqualified. But, <laughs> but, 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 if there's, a, if there's a segment you want to put us into. <laughs> well, I'm there with hats on. So you're unqualified. No, but, uh, Tooney, DJ Tooney and senior Tooney, Scott what, Tooney. Scott Tooney was a, a stewardess. Yeah, he was he was in planes and flight. Yeah, yeah, but he's he's still He was a steward. Don't sugarcoat it. But no, he still did went to hotel. He still went to hotel school. My understanding, yes. Yeah. Oh, I I can't remember. That's why he's born now. He started off with a trolley dolly. But Tooney's the same. Tooney hasn't done as in DJ Tooney. She just puts her hands into everything. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of the attitude back home coming back to New Zealand is that we we find a way to figure it out. You know, you know, there's always, you know, I'm not sure if you've heard of the number eight wire scenario where. You can fix anything with with wire, right? Mm. You know, especially on your farm, <laughs> you can build a fence. You can, you know, fix a tractor. You can, you can find like so, something. Like are you trying, duct tape? Russ, now to think what you can't fix with wire? It's like duct tape. And yeah, if it's the same. You can't fix yeah. duct tape with wire. If if you can't fix a problem with with duct tape, it's, you're not using enough. See, I think nah. electrical tape is better than duct tape. Oh no, I hold you back there. No, because, tape. Uh, no. no, because electrical tape, it's got more of a pull. You can actually really get a good seal with it because you can stretch it. If you're trying to it's get, it's not going to hold a wing on a plane, though, is it? No. Does duct tape hold a wing on a plane? Well, well, you use enough of it. Have you been Ooh, on the this plane? Oh, this is this is a good question. Like so this. <laughs> not wanting to test it though. <laughs> Philosophy 101. Um, okay, sorry. Go on. So Kiwis are very resourceful and it's liars. Apparently, apparently, <laughs> and just go with the flow. Um, and so yeah, that was. That was there. I did three years with Novotel. Um, How was that? Because that was a brand new opening, just opened on Camilla, wasn't it? That was just over on Camilla. It was a pre-opening. So I got there maybe three months before we opened the doors. Um, and then upon landing and getting into my seat in the office, basically nothing had been done from a collateral point of view, from you know printing menus and everything like this that needs to be done within the hotel. So that was the first step of, of were you with going. anyone did you have a relationship or were you single at the time you came over to bangkok or did you just come to phuket and leave someone behind yeah basically oh, I, right, I did. <laughs> that was, oh, that's the easiest way to put it your okay. word is not mine <laughs> um yeah long that's another long so we'll save that for another coffee okay <laughs> no 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 <laughs> you decided to come over here correct you're in a relationship correct but you just wanted to like do you know what we're gonna see what happens yeah, so look, originally she was supposed to come uh, down the track, but that just didn't. That just didn't. That's fair out. enough. That happens in life. Yeah. She's still around. Single. She's still around. She's still around. <laughs> Don't know if she's single. <laughs> just checking. <laughs> so Novotel. <clears throat> yes. Fun times. Good times. Great times. Um, it was a good learning curve, obviously. Steve, uh, jumping on it and just going, getting in there, uh, and just figuring it out, man. Mm. Like um, three years, three of it, I think, was enough. I had to move on to when it's moved to Catarox. Um, and that's an interesting story because even a year or so before going to Cataract, Scott was already tapping me on my shoulder saying, hey, would you be interested in coming over? And I said, give me another year. I still want to learn a few more things here before I step up to, to there. How, you obviously were doing marketing, but you weren't doing any DJing. So the DJ buzz had gone or was it still there or? It's still there. I mean, it's, it's like riding a bike. Um, I'm, still, I'm still playing at home sometimes. I mean, I'm still playing at Summer's Bar. Uh, Somerset as well, so still playing down you there. You can cheap plug if you want. Yeah, just, it. yeah it's just just in Wanna Park. <laughs> if people don't know where that is, how would you describe that if people don't? Because I heard it on the radio, someone say Wanna Park, and I thought people don't, have no idea where that we is. We usually say near, next to Sway in Chantilly. Uh, I think That's everyone knows where that is. Ban Manic, just before Kate's. Uh, where do you DJ? Sorry? Where do you DJ in there? There's a DJ booth right beside the door. Sweet. Yeah. Have you ever been to Somerset? Then you I've wouldn't gone, know I've, where he's DJs. I've gone past it. Have you? Twice. Why have you gone past it twice? Because once I was going to Swai and once I was going to Bamwana. Why were you going to Swai restaurant? I was invited to a party. By whom? Friend. Not happy about that. <laughs> no invite, see? <laughs> Not happy about that. <laughs> no. Anyway, it's, it's a cool bar, the Somerset Bar. So, so you, you do, she obviously pays you for doing that. For in love. Okay. <laughs> 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 So you weren't DJing at the time though down in the... I played a couple of times down at the pool. 
um, up on the roof. They have a roof bar up there. Um, and obviously just during, during higher seasons when we had more guests and stuff like that, just once a week, go and play some tunes. But it wasn't really my main my main thing. It was focusing more on more on the marketing of the property. When Scott Toon, who was at that time at Cataracts, tapped you up, how was it with um, the other guys at Pullman? Uh, sorry, at Novotel. So how did Mike feel when another GM is coming and saying, hey, come sure. over to me? Sure, I mean, because there was a lot of transparency, we're, we're close friends. Um, and I think because there was a lot of transparency with the scenario, with the situation, um, it was better. You know, it wasn't just a sneaky, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. It was, it was talked through and I, I discussed it with him over many gins, yeah. <laughs> uh, many more gins. Um, and no, it was, I mean, obviously it was a, it was a change. It was a little bit um, un, well, not unexpected. It was just one of those things that he understood I needed to take the next step in that path. Um, and that was the right move. Um, looking back and, and retrospect, yeah, definitely, we both agree it was it was the right move to well, I think, to get to now. I think we could be honest if we put Novotel, which I do like Novotel, don't get me wrong, but compare that to Cataracts, it is a step up. Huge step. I mean, and, and the first you know, the first few few weeks or months for me there was just again having to relearn everything and not not relearn uh, things, just the way things are done on a, on a luxury level. You know, you've got your four star properties that you can, for example, you can say two for ones or free this mm. in a luxury property. You can't really that. say that. You obviously say complimentary this or, you know, you have to word it in a different it's way and it's a little bit more finesse, right? People will have more time to read, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, Great point. <laughs> but so, it's also how you put it across as correct. well. Correct. I had to learn a different approach um, and I enjoyed that. And that was really in line with what my sort of lifestyle, my, st- my sort of lifestyle was, was getting into at the same time too, so. I guess. Fuck is my point. <laughs> so what happens when you change the batteries? Oh, yeah, it does, it does. <laughs> I just wound down. I didn't know I did that. I just thought I slipped that in. Thanks very much. <laughs> in terms of you moving on, I guess this also goes back to uh, to Mike as well, because A, he took a chance on you as, oh, completely. Uh, as a complete newbie. Completely. But also as, as a youngster. So, and the nature of hospitality is it is incredibly transient. People do move yeah. after a couple of seasons, a couple of years, and what have you. So you moving on after three years was a on itself. In the grand scheme of things, no biggie. You could argue, yeah, okay, he's taking the time to to invest in you and train you, and now you're sort of moving on. But like, a, it's not unheard of in the industry, and b, like you said, by being transparent about it and saying, hey, look, this this is me. As a, I'm, I'm want to step up and correct. And essentially, that's 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 basically how it went. Yeah, um, that's no, how it went down. Play, yeah, and we we had that discussion numerous times, um, and we still do. I mean, yeah. years and years down the track, we're still very very close friends. Yeah. Um, got lunch with him tomorrow, you know, for okay. example. You know, we, we, we hang out a lot. And I think that's also part of it. That you can't still get rid of you, got, can you? No, I'm stuck here, mate. You brought me over. <laughs> um, it's your fault. Yeah. Um, but it's good to have that relationship and also, you know, that trust um, yes. to to let me sort of take the next step and figure it out yeah. um, and grow. Russell, sorry, you, you mentioned when you do meet Tim back at the... The Novotel days when Correct. he was with Barry. Yes. Do you remember this meeting? Tell us about it. Was it all hazy and cloudy and was there birds fluttering and singing and butterflies coming off? I would go with the latter, yeah. Mm. Next question. It? Yeah. The two things I remember about, well, three, obviously, meeting your good self. Um, the world's most awkward, smallest car park. Oh, yeah. Definition <laughs> Downstairs. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, yeah, that I'm, was an afterthought. <laughs> it wasn't even that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, mean I, I like to think I'm pretty good at manoeuvring a, a large truck. Yeah, yeah. Um, but is that what you call it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the tester. But, <laughs> and then some, right? Yeah. I mean, just, who just no anyway? Oh. So yeah, there's some funny stories about that. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> what do you think of Cataracts, Russell? I'm asking. Do I think Cataracts? Um, yeah, rock time. I don't know. I've only been there once. When did the opening do? First went there, which Stormtroopers. That's what I think of Cataracts. Yeah, Stormtroopers. That, okay, that's a good point. That is a very good point. Yeah, they look like <laughs> fucking Stormtroopers. Because when I went there, and this was when Scott first took it over, I went down, and I thought it very much looked to me like it was a cartoon in the 60s, but it was based, the Jetsons or something like that. It okay. very much had the, with the pods, oh, yeah, yeah, with yeah. the white pods, it reminded me of kind of a 60s yeah movie set for a future movie if you see what I mean yeah. I haven't explained I mean, that it very is, well it's, enti- it's very futuristic yes yeah, um, I could have just used that word it's very futuristic Catarox yeah. it's very <laughs> I've just <laughs> stripped that down to one word I was trying to waste some time because <laughs> <laughs> it's a long podcast yeah. Stormtroopers is good though. I never thought about that it's exactly what it is 
It's only when you're out and on looking the ocean back looking yeah, back at it, that's it. when yeah, you can really so. appreciate it. I mean, yeah. when you're on site walking around, you're in there and it looks great, but really the awe factor is, is out on the ocean looking back. Yeah. Um, and the reason I came on board there, where Scott Mobile in, was the, the Super Rendezvous, uh, the KRSR, to manage the event for the first and the second year. Had you ever done anything like that before? No, ever? I, I look, I'd, I'd managed events uh, back at home with F&B. Um, so I kind of had an idea about managing things. Not on that level. I mean, that was, that was pretty intense. Uh, you know, you got three days, 19 different things happening over those three days. Uh, it was... It was pretty immense, especially for the first one, putting the SOPs in place, putting in your, you know, all your, just having the communication between all the team. You know, it was, it was really full on. So. And dealing with super yachts. That's the other they're, fun they're, thing. Yeah, yeah. they are it's a, a very niche fun. type of people because yeah. you've got the owner that is generally mega, mega rich, but you don't deal with them. But you deal with a captain who yeah. seems to have this aura about them. Yeah, but they and I'll say have no more. to do what. Exactly. And yeah. he just has to find a way to get it done. Yeah. Um, and, my prop, the, the worst thing I probably did was giving everyone my private number, just in case. <laughs> you know, at the beginning, look, here's, here's my cards. Yeah. Any issues? Have any problems? Reach give out, me a call. man. Or can we get a can we get a tender to drop some champagne off? Or can we get some more flutes? Can we get some this that? And I'm like, what do I look like to you? <laughs> you know, um, sure, well, why not? Answer, hey. <laughs> Since then, a million. You know, it was it was, and it was intense. Uh, and and two years was enough for me. You think if they have a super yacht, they wouldn't need a tent, wouldn't you? Yeah, <laughs> it's a great joke. Or a marquee. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Even yeah. better joke. So, how long were you at Qatar for? Just on two years. Okay, so just, just a short years. time. Two years. So, I completed the first uh, Super event and the second one, and then it must have been sort of fe- the following February after that. That's when I got the tap on the shoulder from Gordon, uh, owner of Billions, who called me up and said, Hey, Tim, I've heard about you. Uh, <laughs> in his English accent. <laughs> how about, uh, what are you doing this weekend? I said, not too much. He said, oh, look, jump on a plane, fly over to Bali, and come meet me there for the weekend. I want to talk to you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so that's, that's basically what happened. Is that really how it, that's, that's basically incredible. what happened. So I jumped on the plane on Friday after work. Uh, and this was before Scott had no, moved? No, Scott had moved there already. He'd okay. been there for about three months. Um, and Can I that, ask, when Scott left Qatar Rocks, did you feel that there was a time yeah. that you wanted to move that was on? My question, yeah. Or were you quite comfortable? I don't know who the new GM was. There wasn't a new GM in place right. when Scott uh, left. There was the resort manager that took over in the interim. Um, then after I left, another a GM had come in at that so time. So were you thinking when Scott left? <sighs> I was kind of ready for the next, the next, the next thing. Um, and not that we'd completely discussed it all. It was it just sort of all just happened. Yeah. Um, obviously, he saw he saw potential, and he wanted to offer you know a recommendation to his mm-hmm. new his new boss. Um, and essentially, he ended up calling me and saying, "Hey, let's have a chat and just see if, if it fits, if it works. Um, this is what I want from you. And if you're up for it, and if you're keen, then then let's uh, let's do it." And that's basically the discussion we had for over eight hours in his private library in Bali. <laughs> Did you, when you was having this eight hour private meeting in Bali, in his library, were you looking at the different books to try to, because I would sit there and be going, well, let's see what he's got. Let's see what he's, he must have some dodgy stuff in here somewhere. Yeah. There must be some Jane Austen around. No? No. Just me then. No. Yeah, just you. Um, did the owner at Cataracts have the same kind of input um, as the Pavilion's owner did with you or not so much? Uh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, Richard uh, is very involved. I mean, he's obviously very passionate. Um, loves the team. Loves the loves the property. Loves just loves. Has a lot of ambition. Um, I like him. Do you know Richard? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I've I've always had very good dealings with the man. Yeah, no, he's a lovely man, and his whole the concept, obviously, with the the Super Rendezvous was a big dream for him. I think. Yeah. Um, especially being involved with yachting and, and his you know his past and and the, obviously his property that he designed is based on the look of a super yacht as well. So it, it linked. It links. Stormtrooping super yacht. That's pretty good. It's like the Death Star on yeah, water. Yeah. Man, you're gonna get some. You're gonna get some movie ideas yeah, up yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Let's just tickle me. Stormtroopers on water. So eight hours of meetings in a library. Yeah. And you came out of that thinking it was Colonel Mustard with the spanner. <laughs> um, I mean, he. I, I was pretty keen for it. I was keen for it. I went back and had, had a, a week or so to think. Um, and then he called me up again and we discussed uh, everything and that's basically what happened. Yeah, I was keen to take on the new challenge. Um, what he, the, the, the plan that he had 
lined out for me was to take over the marketing for the Phuket property. Um, and if he was happy with the direction that that was going, next thing would be regional for Asia for all the properties because Pavilion's got uh, 14 hotels around around I, the globe. Do you know what? I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know. I thought the Pavilions was just the Pavilions. No, so... Because I used to DJ there years and years ago. Oh, wow. Ago. Up at 360, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Back in the day. Back in the day. Not anymore, though. So, in the it. Asia region, there's the Himalayas, there's Bali, and... I know there's the Himalayas, so you're just naming stuff. In, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we're just naming stuff in the Asia region, that's crap, really. But then going into Europe, you know, there's, there's Rome, there's uh, Madrid, All right, just, you're Amsterdam. just naming countries, right, and places. This is not... Well, this is where we've got locations. Oh, so there's, there's actual pavilions in those places. <laughs> yes. Just, not, just naming places. No, 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 In North America, there's Canada, <laughs> there's America, Mexico. These are, these are places we've got hotels. Right, okay, okay. And so now... Uh, global director of marketing for the hotels group. So is that your actual title now? Yeah, correct. Global director of marketing. Yeah, for that Pavilions Hotels. Sounds. That's a hell of a title, isn't it? Gee, damn. Yeah. How much travelling around do you do? Not much <laughs> this year. I was quite looking forward to it. When I, it was just before COVID I got the promotion and I was like, okay, we're going to do some travelling. Cool. Can I see some properties? Great. No. No. So not allowed. COVID so says your, no. With your, your global, what, what do you actually, what's that day to day? What are you doing? At the moment, what it's just managing, it? managing, <laughs> managing the crisis. Um, look, it's, each hotel has their their sales and marketing team based on site. Um, we obviously look after all of the direction and the, and the planning for the year uh, based on what the, the hotels want to be doing. Uh, but we also handle a lot of the online website, uh, the social media, for all the properties, um, and obviously the planning for basically the sales and marketing plan for, for the year and just manage all that. The PR side as well, we work a lot hard, well, we used to work hard with PR. We've, we've slowly turned it off for the moment during this period, but once things come back on, uh, you, you probably understand we're, we're in a very dynamic stage right now where you have to think off the top of your head really quickly. You can't just make a plan for sure. next week or even three months at time now. It's, 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 it's just changing so much, right? Well, so, I, I'll give you a prime example. I just found out today that I'm online schooling again for two weeks. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, now really I've now got a plan. Breaking news, people. Yeah, thanks. It's great. It won't be breaking news because no, it comes out on Tuesday, yeah. so we've missed a couple of days. So if you're... Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, but now I have to reschedule everything for next week with all my other clients and what videos are going to do and when I'm going to record podcasts mm. and stuff. So it is it is yeah. straight away. It's it's very, very quick. Um, and look, we've got we've got plans for when things do return and different markets and different demographics and different locations because every place, as you can imagine, Phuket, you know, relies on UK, relies on Australia, relies on you know, German business. But it's different over in Rome. It's different over in um, Amsterdam. You know, they've got obviously a lot of domestic business, um, but every every area has got different lead times, different you know, different things going on. And in those cases, the COVID is in different stages. Correct. Right. So you're, and it's a balancing act for when lockdowns reduce or when you know travel opens up. You know, and now Thailand being one of the first areas in the world, except for Australia, New Zealand, with the international bubble, aiming for July for the. Uh, bringing flights back in that's obviously got us putting in motion our plans but and then last week happened and then last week happened so that's what I mean which is probably a good test case for what is going to happen in July anyway and it will and I think look we just have to we just have to be in this dynamic uh, fluid fluid yeah just have the ability to change on demand very quickly and just be ready for when it does I'm sure we're going to have some warning but it's uh, look taking taking COVID out my, my question for you would be more about how do you differentiate between a, a global centric and a regio centric approach to marketing because it's one thing to say and if we talk about Thailand and Phuket the, the hotel here we, we know what we're selling but you're not selling the same style of pavilions in Rome or in any They're of the all, other destinations that you've mentioned right they're all going to be different to a degree all the properties have different uh, characteristics yeah uh, for sure the one sort of red line of string or DNA that goes through all of our properties is the fact that we offer uh, experiences, right? We, we offer our guests the experience. It's not about the room, it's about the experience. So it's the location. Um, who's in it? And yeah, exactly. What? <laughs> what, <laughs> what? No, sorry. Right, anyway. <laughs> what you can do whilst you're in the location, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let me reword that yeah, for yeah. you. Can um, we talk about your dog sex? That's far more important. <laughs> so we get, we'll get back to your dog sex in a minute. That's all about that conversation. Yeah. Where was <laughs> I? <laughs> Sorry. Can I get another coffee? The, the, <laughs> the DNA running through the billions. Correct. So yeah. essentially, um, we offer the, these 
these server products, I guess you call them products, called curated journeys. Okay. Um, and within these journeys are bespoke packages for guests. So when they want to go to, let's say they want to go to Mongolia, mm -hmm. right? It's a 10-day uh, trip. You don't, you don't stay any less than 10 days there, but it's all planned for you, right? You wake up in the morning, breakfast is done, then you go out kayaking, then you come back, you have lunch on a mountain. You know, it's all planned for you. And these curated journeys we also do throughout all the other properties, you can arrange to have your whole holiday arranged by us. That sounds great. You're not one of these hotels where if Russ and I went there and phoned up room service and asked for a trampoline, <laughs> you would then say, no problem at all, we'll get you a trampoline. Because if you say yes to that, I'm in. <laughs> that could be a stretch. But <laughs> I have faith in you. But too. you understand what I mean, that there's certain hotels where, if you, you know, that the rich and famous go to, and they, they phone up and say, can I have a trampoline? They will, someone will go and buy them a trampoline and take yeah. the trampoline. Yeah, I've heard these stories for but sure. But you're more yeah. of a, it's the experience that you're offering. So you go and find the greatest experience and you'll create that for the guest that comes. Correct, but also localize it, right? You know, there's always, you can go zip lining, for example, right? We all know that. But no, not many of the tourist attractions would be, you know, going out on a long tail boat to Crivet Raft to the seafood village out there and, and you know, associating with the, the local fish villages. You don't read about that through your, you know, your local books or anything. It's, sure. it's just yeah, through yeah. the local knowledge. And that's the sort of um, experiences that we, we push out to our guests to, to do. That's, okay. um, that's good. From your, so I'm assuming you're, from your role, if to do that here is easy because you can work that stuff I know out. You're gonna, I know you're going to have this one. Right. Now. So how do you do that in... We rely on the local experts. We yeah. rely on the concierges. We rely on, and we, you know, we explain and, and show what we, you know, what we expect okay. um, for the experiences to be. And they've produced some great, some great, uh, some great journeys. Um, so to the, the team on the ground are the ones that put yep, all that knowledge. Yeah, correct. Because they are the ones this, this, that this, know. This this. I can't go. And you then put the package together and say, well, how about we tie this up in one night? Correct. That's what we're and that's gotcha. what we want. We want the people who are the experts on yeah. the ground um, to find these little wee hidden hidden gems, basically. Yeah. You've been to Rome. No, so I was supposed to go last what's year. What's the fuck you know about Rome? Exactly. So we rely on the local yeah. experts um, to do that. And that's what sort of differenti differentiates us as a boutique hotel group. Okay. Um, and that's part of my, my role is to sort of push that story, push that. Um, I'm sure that all, how I many, 40 are properties? 14. 14. Yeah. So and we're expanding got, too. Yeah, but to ensure they've all got their own unique um, style, their unique selling yep. point. Correct. But at the same time, it's all still within. Yep, still the, within the theme, the theme of, of, of our the of our hotel group, the DNA oh, of the group. So, and we're expanding. I mean, another part of my role during the, the lockdowns over last year and up till now, is we realised that there was no one, you know, travelling. So we wanted to focus on expanding our group. Um, and so now we've got a new, new property building in Al Nido in Palawan Island, up okay. in Philippines. So that's due to be completed. I'm glad you said that. I had no idea what you were talking about. Then. Oh, beautiful. They know me here at Bake. Other coffee shops are not available. Um, Philippines. Philippines. I also saw that um, Scott was up in Krabby looking at... Is that another property <laughs> that might be opening soon? We've actually just opened it in the 1st oh. of April. There so uh, the pavilion's Anana Krabi used to be Anana Ecological Resort. So great spot right in Al Nang. Yeah. <laughs> Never well, been if, you know, if you want someone to or a team to go and check it out. Oh, sorry, I, I should be more positive <laughs> about it. It's amazing. You should go there. It's beautiful. Great right. place for yeah. people to record podcasts. I exactly. Would, I mean, and, like that, so. it's a beautiful spot up there. You're right, in, literally right in the, right in the in middle. In all fairness, you know, in all fairness, I did see some pictures, and it did look beautiful apart from Scott's feet, which were <laughs> in the picture, which I was just like, too, yeah. yeah, I was like, seriously, <laughs> he's taking a picture, saying, "Oh, the new." Pavilion is opening soon in Krabby. It's like, take your feet out of the picture. <laughs> I mean, culturally, it's wrong to have your feet in the picture anyway. Oh. And it just, it's just, it's manky old feet. Are you going there? Oh, it's horrible. Anyway, we'll go there one day when we get invited. Yes. If, if anyone's I see the remotely wink, wink. connected to those hotels were to invite us to go, that well, we, maybe we wouldn't if we say go no. and interview Scott. We haven't done Scott yet, so to speak. No, that's true. We've done his missus. We've done his missus. On the, Lovely on the pause on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was live, unlike her radio show. I'm well, sorry. Hey. Oh, Boom. Boom. Come on, get in there. How long have you been at Pavilions now? Just over three years, I think. Now it will be. Yeah, three years. Okay, three years. And without one sort of, you know, put you under the fire, you're still quite happy and keen, or loving it. Yeah, good. Thoroughly enjoying it. For those um, that are not watching, he's he's shaking his, his head. Why are you shaking your head? <laughs> um. I guess you just, as you said, you only got the promotion just before the COVID. And I remember we, I think I was talking to you when you was going through this. Um, going through this. <laughs> it's like, it's a, like, oh my God, he was going through depression to get this a promotion. It was amazing. But we, I think, was chatting about you moving on and at that time. 
And so you haven't really experienced this job at all. All you've been doing is kind of firefighting for the last Pretty year and much, a half. Pretty much, essentially, yeah. So you haven't really started this global job yet? No, not from a traveling and, and getting one-on-ones with each hotel. No, not at this stage. I mean, we have the Zooms and everything like this, it's, but it's, it's just never the same. same. It's never the same. Um, you know, and also you, at the beginning of, the t- uh, beginning of the sort of role that I started before COVID, we were also going through a full rebrand as well of the whole entire group. So logos, fonts, websites... Um, and so that was a major part of sort of the first half of... Where's head office? It's based out of Phuket. It used to be, well, kind of between Hong Kong and Phuket. Okay. So technically it is in Hong Kong, uh, but our sales and marketing revenue team is based out of Phuket. Right, okay, okay. So from a... You've got a global role, which means you're going to be sort of at some point out and about and traveling, but head office is, is based here. For me, it's based here, okay. uh, but our, our finance and uh, sort of accounts team and, and owner is based in Hong Kong. And in terms of, because you're coming to eight years in Phuket, any thoughts on, you know, no, I, I um, like the role and, the, and the, the company, but hey, I wouldn't mind being based out of Rome to do the sort of same thing. No, if you've I, got that. I'm quite happy here. Cool. Thoroughly enjoy it here. Um, just got a, obviously just got a, a new dog. No, um, very happy, very happy to stay here. Mm-hmm. I haven't got any plans on going anywhere, so. If you need a good dog trainer, you could go to oh. Canine Point Academy, or if you've got some time on your hands, which you might have in the next few weeks oh. or so before we open up again here in Phuket, you can listen to Barkcast, which is a great podcast all about dogs. And in fact, we just did one about getting dogs' thingies cut off. We did. Well, that's where mine's gone today to, to go and get well, hey, sorted. Get snipperoo. Yep. How old is he now? Six months. Oh, okay, cool. That's exactly just, what you Just long enough for him not to realise what's going on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he realises, and he'll <laughs> hate you. Oh, he he'll hate you forever. I see his eyes when I lift the vet today. Well, I'll be back, mate. Yeah. <laughs> they just put an elastic band, don't they? And they just... It's a slice. No. And pull them out. No, that's how they do sheep, isn't it? I'm looking at the Kiwi. <laughs> well, about mate, that. well, hang on. Balls, isn't it? <laughs> is it balls? No, yeah, well, you're taking the balls off. Yeah, <laughs> you can use number eight wire if you like. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might not use duct tape for that. <laughs> there you go. You can't use yeah, duct tape for sterilisation yeah. of sheep or dogs. Uh, probably not. Um, Take them back up. You can, I suppose. Your question. Um, what's that tattoo? Oh, that's good for the podcast. What's yeah. your tattoo of? <laughs> it's an unilon. It's okay, a what? what? That's what they call an unilom. Unilom. An unilom. So basically, it's it's a symbol for your journey. You've been all over the fucking shop. Then. Yeah, I mean that was, <laughs> and at the time it was. Ladies it was, and gents, this is not a straight line. <laughs> this is the start of the swirl. Here is when you're, you know, created. You go through your your parenthood with your mum and dad, etc., and then you've got your crazy stuff that happens through your life, and then eventually you die. It becomes to the point where you die. <laughs> but the shape of it, it's uh yeah, it basically symbolises. Surely, the I, I do appreciate this is completely um, non-eventful on a podcast because we're talking about something visual. Someone can um, Google it whilst they're watching it. Unilong. Sorry, what's what's it again? Unilong. An Unilong. Unilong. I'm thinking he was arrested. Where, where's that from? Is, is that a Kiwi thing? No, no, I think it's a it's a Buddhist thing. Oh, even better. Well, I've never heard of that. But it's kind of quirky, so that's why I thought of pointing out. Um, bucket list. What's your one? What do you got? Yeah. <laughs> oh, mind you, this oh, is, is that a kangaroo? No. This is Russ. Let me tell you what Russell has yeah. got. Russell has a arm <laughs> that he. <laughs> oh, he uses it to dog wank. <laughs> <laughs> his dog wanking arm. That's, that's it. End of conversation. I am not going to edit that out. You dog wanker. Um, Moving on. Not literally, of course. What um, what sort of things have you maybe got on your bucket list? My bucket list. Yeah. Places you want to go, people you want to Wait, see, no, countries you'd like to conquer. Can, before, and, and, and something that I do want to mention that probably is in your bucket list. Now, you're a bike rider at the moment, aren't you? Yeah. So you recently just got... Well, of recently, the motorized variety. Yeah, yeah, yeah of the okay. big, big, not the small, he's not on a Honda Dream, that's for sure. <laughs> Tell you what, he looks, down at people. Nightmare. <laughs> he looks down at people with Honda Dreams. That's well, how bad he is. What have you got? Me asking a question about bikes, I know nothing It's about. a Ducati. Okay, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I do know. Good fun. A Ducati what? Scrambler. Scrambler. And what, what's the CC? 800. 800, Russell. Mm, just enough for big. Phuket roads. Yeah. <laughs> is it, or is it too much? Mm, just enough. Sometimes you want a little bit more, but then you go to and just chill out, man. Come on. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yes, is, everyone always wants just a little bit on, more. I can relate to that. Actually, <laughs> you're that's obviously. another story. <laughs> you're not that old, so it's not a midlife crisis. For you, this is just a passion. This is like that a, was a little toy. passion. That was a toy. Uh, again, going back to when I was in my racing days, I had potted up WRXs and big, fast turbo cars. And I didn't really have that here. And I still like that sort of thrill, right? Um, and so that was the next best thing. I thought, okay, well, let's... let's. Had you ridden bikes before? Uh, on the farm. 
okay. all my friends with farms and stuff, so we rode a lot of farm bikes and did a little bit of dirt. Never done dirt. road biking? No. Okay. Oh, so. well, until I moved to Thailand, and then I was scooter and then moved up to... Yeah, but, but this is different level. Correct. I'm thinking of going... I mean, I've done scooters yeah. and sort of motorbike taxis. Yeah, but I'm <laughs> of strapping yourself into a Ducati and saying, hello. I'd been riding... Previous before that, I had a, five, a 500 CBF Honda. And before that was a one, 125. So I've been building up slowly. And 125. We are 125. Count. 125 is when you pass it's it. It's like a hairdryer. Well, yeah, well, it is. You take your learner plates. Oh, no, you have to have the still, learner plates off. Still and off it a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess, because uh, we've talked about this before, but off Phuket into Pangnara must be beautiful to ride. Actually, and obviously going, going over to Krabi. Just yesterday, I went to uh, Kaolak. Okay. Yesterday. So a few straight roads, but there's, yeah. a, few, there's a nice winding hill through there. But it's... It's just nice to, to get off the island and yeah. have that freedom. Quick 40 minute um, blast up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, usually one and at 1.45 minutes. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you stick to the speed limit. Of course. Obviously. obviously They're yes. more like guidelines, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been caught. I wasn't limited. You know what? I've lived here for 12 years in Phuket and I've never been caught speeding. I'm not a fast driver. Russell is a very fast driver and a very aggressive driver, may I say. Mm-hmm. I got caught twice speeding in the last month. They've you know just why? switched on the cameras, Bypass. I believe. They've got to, they, they've they got to start. On a few of them the government yeah. needs yeah. a bit of money. They need to start paying yeah. back exactly. some of the bills. Tourists, tourists aren't here, so we <laughs> yeah. can't get all you know, yeah. all the tourists. So let's just get the residents yeah. now. Yeah. Now I got done. 113 I was doing. I've been hearing a lot of people have been can we, getting... Can we just backtrack a second? Yeah. I don't drive fast. I was caught doing 130. It was downhill. Took, took With a tailwind. Tailwind. Mm. Yeah. On a 125. I just strapped up some duct tape and some electrical tape to make it more streamlined. Yeah. I thought that would work. Why I wasn't working because it was just flapping around too much. No, um, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was bad. I apologise. But the funny thing is I rent a car from someone and she was the one that sent oh, me this bill. Yeah, and yeah, she's, yeah. She's, they left and had gone back to yeah. Monaco or France, which is France, isn't it, Monaco? Um, and she said, oh, you got to pay this bill. I said, I'm not paying it. So it's your, it's your <laughs> name, love. Deal with it. It's got nothing to do with me. Um, but yeah. You can have your car back. Back, back to your bucket list. Bucket yeah, list. Does it inc- it must include bike trips. I would love to go through the hills of uh, Italy on a, on a Ducati. That would be, now that you sort of mentioned on that, that would just okay. be awesome. Um, drive a Formula One car. Never going to happen, but that's a bucket Why list. Why is it never going to happen? Well, anyway, it's a good as point. It's well, a good point. You, you a never really know, experience do you? experience or the, actually... A two, I think we'll start at a two yeah, series yeah, yeah. experience. That would be nice. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, but I mean, I love I love F one as well. It's uh, made. What made do you sport. love about F one? Just the pinnacle of motorsport. I think it's just the the, the best of the best. Um, and you've got the manufacturers out there pumping uber uber amounts of money in there to try and make their car the fastest with fearless drivers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just and especially now with. I don't know if you could watch last last race. It's as tight as hell. It's super super tight. It's now. getting close, isn't it? Yeah. So it's just it's really exciting. What's your take on Formula E? I think it's yeah, it's the way forward. I think um, obviously being environmentally friendly. I think it's going to take a while for it to really become mainstream as far as F1 goes. F1 essentially needs to probably evaporate uh, for, for E to take over. And, and, and all we're talking about is a difference in power. Really, I mean, obviously, well, engine, the, the money, yeah, but in terms petroleum of and all that, uh, yeah, because no, if you take out the petrol, yeah, which is what we want to go with, yeah, and you pump all of the money that's in Formula One into Formula E, you've got exactly the same thing. Correct. And they're trying to get the drivers to switch cars. Yeah. It's a question because I'm not, a, I'm not a big. I mean, I used to go to the pits and watch motor racing years ago, but I'm not a F1 fan in any way, shape, or form. I prefer Rally Cross or Rallying myself. Yeah. However, this Formula E, do they still travel around the world? Racing in different racetracks? All of them do. And it, I, I know. So, the does point, that not defeat the object of yes being no, Formula E? Yes and no. The idea with Formula One or the, the top end of these is, is to develop the engine and the cars. And yes, everyone, everyone wants to win. But that technology, and they're at the cutting edge of it because that's where the money's at. But all those things, all those little details, that's what gets put back into the system. So, the road Feeds cars that we go correct. out and buy are benefiting from that technology. So, that's the reason it's I got caught back. speeding. So, it's Williams' fault. <laughs> they still, I don't know if they still well, exist or not. Does Williams yeah, still exist? You've got a Ford, haven't you? So, yeah. I've got a Honda, so what does that... What, what oh, actually, a Honda in Formula 1, so there you go. Yeah. I see, I only remember Nigel Mansell. That's the little guy well, I was well, watching. Yeah. That's yeah. But that's, no, you're right, Russell. That's uh, exactly what they're, they're... They're pumping all this money into the technology. Um, and obviously, they are bringing in the electrical part of, of the, uh, that side of things into the, the, the F1 at the moment. And that's coming into... Hybrid's coming into mainstream now, um, heavily. All right, you two, looking at me like I don't care. I hate dolphins as well. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> I can get over it. 
Um, Next on the bucket list, anything else? But no, you can. Sorry to jump in. You can go and have uh, Formula One ex- <laughs> Formula One experiences because I know that you can go oh, and yeah, race the track older. Days. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. track days. You can go and get an older car. But apparently, they're meant to be one of the hardest things to drive. Oh. Just because of, of how they are. Yeah. Would you look, look at the and steering wheels on them, right? It's just yeah. it's fucking up. It's mate. like a starting. You got to, like starting a computer up. You know? Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. It's tough for me. Would you not start and go for like a little four, just a one seat of Formula Ford, and then kind of progress up to the, you know? That would no. be the logical way Deep. to do it. But, but just you, you're all in. I'm done. I've gone all in for everything else. So it's, yeah. it's just going hot. What about motorbike racing? Yeah, yeah. Would you like to do that as well? Give that a go. Now, especially now that I've had the bigger bike and. Well, now you're enjoy, professional. Enjoy that sort of thrill. I'm trying to name a famous motorcycle race, so I can't <laughs> think of one. Come on. Oh, there must be one. It was an Italian dude that was quite good, I think. Oh, Rossi. Rosso. There you go. Him. Rosso. Now that you're Rosso. Rossi. Right? Rossi. 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 Now you're an ice cream. Good ice cream, Rossi. Ice cream is really nice. It was in a Mr. Whippy thing. White. Anyway, moving on. Anything else on your bucket list? <laughs> I haven't really given it much thought. Um, Evidently. Yeah, clearly. I mean, <laughs> I just enjoy everything that I'm doing at the moment. Um, obviously, you've got career goals and career dreams um at the but moment it, that's kind of you've done very well with your little career if i'm gonna been very lucky i think but, but you make you make your own luck that that's what i always say you make your own luck and i think that from where you've come from where you are now a very short space of time yeah. i mean you look at me i'm still doing the same old thing I, no i'm not joking but you you have moved forward very quickly and very and you are very professional and you're at every networking event is at no. Well, used to be. Yeah. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> networking, what's that? Now, now I'm quite enjoying together. my feet on the couch going. <laughs> but that, we, we started our first networking event last, last month, I think. Um, networking for dancers? No, just networking for industry industry people. Um, get together, get, and that was good. Good turnout. We'll what's your connection once. with Somerset? Um, just a, I guess, a helper. Uh, okay. Sort of involved, involved with just helping. What was, what's the word? Uh, consultant. I guess consult. <laughs> consult. I love the way you say that. Um, but yes. going back a step, uh, when this all happened, this was quite funny because obviously during COVID, um, Summer and I were, were locked down and we we're just having a few beers at home and then laughing about it and going, hey, well, we just open, open a bar. We thought about it and she's like, yeah, I want to do it, I want to do it. Russell's a little bit confused of who Summer is. Yeah, no, no, I've, the penny has finally clunked. Okay. So that's okay. So yeah, yeah. your friend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and during lockdown, we, we decided we wanted to open. I don't know what you did during lockdown, but we I can decided, imagine... We wanted to open a bar. <laughs> I've been out drinking with Summer. She's a drinker. She's a weapon. Yeah. Damn alive. Weapon. That's a great word. Um, Summer is awesome. By the way, she is absolutely awesome. I love yeah. Summer to death. Like, amazing dancer. Opened a great dancing school. That's how I got to Because I, I gotcha. went to her yeah. okay. training school. And one of her teachers, who is an amazing dancer. I can't remember his name now. He's a stunning dancer. That's where I went for my dance lessons. Gotcha. It's an image. So that's, yeah, that's an image. Yeah. yeah. I hated every minute of it. Are you a dancer you, too? No, no, you, no. I, no, I got my strict one too, but that's, that's oh, my jam. Well, first of all, I can't <laughs> dance, right? And second of all, I was going through massive depression at the time, so I hated everything about myself. Yeah. So then when you're in a dance studio where you can't dance, you've got this amazing hip-hop dancer that's dancing really well, and I'm in front of this mirror, hate myself, looking at myself, who I hate even more because I'm now looking at myself, and I'm dancing, I'm dancing bad. The whole thing was horrible, but an amazing <laughs> experience. So that's a, so you that that where the Somerset so, bar came from was the just being locked down drinking. Being locked down, and my father's an architect, and so we're FaceTiming over the, the phone thing back in New Zealand. Over the phone, over the phone thing, thing. Yeah. the iPhone. That's it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> back in the day, and I said, Dad, here's a here's a floor plan of somewhere we're looking at. Can you just whip up a, a bit of a plan and, and see what how you can make this bar work? And so over FaceTime, we were exchanging PDFs and looking plans and. That's basically how it all happened. It was very, very, uh, quite interesting, really. You never really thought that was ever going to happen, but you're in a lockdown and you're designing a whole bar yeah. over, over FaceTime. It's um, a very cool place. Super it, cool. Yeah, and I mean, hats off to Summer. She decorated the place up. It, it was like a, a dream in her head and she managed to, yeah, no, she's to got put skill. it out. You know, The so. kid's got skills. Cool. When I say kid, and I don't mean derogatory because I love Summer to death. But she's got skills. Yeah, for sure. She's an amazing yeah. person. Her, her mind is just unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Any more bucket lists? No, I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Excellent. Um, one thing I do want to talk to you about, just before we, we wrap up, is hot sauce. Hot sauce. Okay. Yes. So I'm, um, I'm working with a... And I didn't bring it with me, but I'm working with... Is, is, I think it's Dewey. D-E-W-I. Is that how you say Dewey? Dewey? I'm Dewey? looking at you. 
I'm telling a story. Well, I don't know why I can't talk. Um, anyway, you've tried this hot sauce that yes. I'm about to do some work with. Yes, I think I... It was at the marketplace at Blue Tree, I think. That's right, uh, yeah. They were set up there a few months ago. Um, and I just asked, because I love my hot, hot chili sauce. I'm a bit of a chili guy. So what's your hottest sauce? They gave me this... Uh, what is it? Uh, something pepper. Um, Scotch bonnet. Scotch bonnet, that's it. Yeah, she grows them herself in the garden. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's all, all I'm gonna go down the old organic bit, but it's definitely she grows her own Scotch bonnets and she's got her own little farm. Yeah, yeah. And then she produces this hot wow. sauce herself. Wow, wow, wow. So we're about to do some work <coughs> with her, just to let you know, Russ. Good chili sauce. Cool. I mean, I, I, I like it hotter myself, but that's me. I'm a bit crazy, but good sauce and nice that it's local, right? Absolutely. Support local. Support local. And if you mention my name, you get ten percent off. <laughs> <laughs> you enjoyed saying that, didn't you? I did enjoy yeah. saying that. I did. Um, Tim, thank you very much. Yeah, My pleasure. Nice thank you, you so I'm, much. I'm pleased we got you on before Tom Gordon. Um, <laughs> that was, oh, that was kind of funny, wasn't it? <laughs> that was the other night. When was that? Yeah, that was, was the other a, night, a, yeah. uh, he wasn't too happy about that, was he? No, and I actually, I did phone him up and I said, do you want to come on? He goes, oh, I'm really busy right now. I said, no, you're, not. you're just sad because I asked him first. Um, but no, thank you very much. I wish you all luck and I hope it thank all you. opens up because, yeah, I know you've got this, the whole global job and you're just going through it and yep. hopefully you can get out and, and actually go and visit these places. Role, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Um, it's just a matter of time yeah, and, sure. uh, and just, just getting on to it. But until then, just making sure everything is, uh, everything's running as smooth as possible before <laughs> then, right? Just waiting on things. Just, just be there up. ready for when it happens. That's Correct. The, that's the thing. And go and support Correct. Somerset Bar. Go and check them out on Facebook. Just go to Somerset. Somerset Bar and Lounge. Or on Facebook, we took the bar part out because, you know, yeah. So Somerset Lounge, okay. uh, you'll find us on there. There you go. Sweet, simple. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Cheers, Phuket. Buddy. Nice one. Thanks, Phuket. Who do you think we're talking? There's only four people. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, listener, for listening. We appreciate it. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Bye. Welcome to the outro. That was the legend that is Tim Sargent. Russell, what do you think? Ah, that's right. Russell's not here, unfortunately, due to that horrible thing that we called COVID. Mm. We've not been able to record today, today's Monday, because I couldn't get out, because I'm on homeschooling again. Not me schooling, obviously, but my kiddie kids are online schooling, which is bad for them, because I've got to teach them. Mm. Anyway, that was Tim. Very, very cool guy. He does dress amazingly well, and he is at every networking event, so make sure you say hello to him when you see them, and say, hey, you're looking dapper, Tim, and make sure you head down to Bar Somerset Lounge, which is in that place in Manic area. Where Sawoy Restaurant? Sawoy? Sawoy. That's better. Where Sawoy Restaurant is. There you go. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. Uh, please make sure you follow us on all the social media channels. We're on the old Twitter. We're on the old Facebook. We do have Instagram. Don't really post that much, to be fair. But definitely follow us on the old Facebook. Or the best place to go is just to phuketpodcast.com. That's phuketpodcast.com. phuketpodcast.com. If you like dogs, check out Barkcast. Or also, if you like dogs, then go to k9pointacademy.com. That's k9pointacademy.com. Dot com. And if you like property, check out Phuket Property Podcast. Easy for you to say. Apart from that, thanks for listening. Have a great day. Peace.